0: Amanda hey Tommy hey I usually can think of something funny to say up front but I am not as funny as Tim Robinson I just can't I can't
1: do it I mean I'm gonna have to agree with you on this one I don't think you are
0: yeah so we can just gloat about him for the next 60 minutes or so uh and that's what we'll talk about today
1: and can we talk about
0: Are you married to this mom? I am. I'm really worried about her. She's been acting so weird lately. Like, did you just see that thing where she thinks I give a rat's ass that her baby cried because it knows I used to be a piece of shit? Did you used to be a piece of shit? Oh, yeah. Slick back hair, white bathing suit, sloppy steaks, white couch. You would have not liked me back then. What are sloppy steaks? It's a steak with water dumped on it. It's really, really good. Can we talk about I Think You Should Leave?
1: Finally. You have been trying to get me to watch this one for a while.
0: It's really funny when I open TikTok or really anything like I've even found it on Instagram now. I don't know if the show is just immensely popular right now or if it's like just my specific feeds that I'm getting. But I see everyone referencing it. It's everywhere.
1: And I didn't even know that's what it was from. Like, I had no idea. I'm like, these memes are hilarious. All from
0: I think you should leave. We haven't talked about it off the air. I haven't actually asked you. I'm going to ask you for like now. Okay. Did you like it? I'll start there.
1: We'll go back because when you told me to watch it, I told you, okay, I'm watching it. And then I didn't text you. Usually when I watch something and I tell you I'm going to watch it and you've told me to watch it, I give you live updates. I'm like, this is happening. What the fuck is this? What is happening? And you make fun of me for it. This one... I watched two episodes alone, Stone Cold Sober, in the middle of the day on like a day I had off of work, and I was like, "I'm missing something," and yeah. this is making me sad yeah. because Tom and I have the same sense of humor, we like the same comedy. I'm getting sad, and I'm yeah. like, I just need to take a break. I need to walk away from this and come back because I'm I'm not judging this properly, and I know I'm not. Yeah. And I waited a day, and I was like, I'm going back in, but I'm gonna go back in with libations. Yeah. And so I had like a cocktail and other things and I was like, okay, let's do this. And I brought my fiance in and I said, listen, this is really funny because if I went into it and told him, I don't know what the fuck is happening here. Is this funny or is this stupid? He would have been like, oh, this is so fucking dumb. Yeah. But we started from square one, A1 from square one. And he was like, this is so fucking dumb and so hilarious at the same time. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm not wrong. I'm not missing something. It's meant to be viewed like this. And so I started there and then just plowed through it. Yeah. So yes, I liked it, but I really was so scared. Yeah. (laughs) The first two episodes, I was like, Tom is going
0: to hate me. Oh, he loves this so much. It is completely valid. And I'll put it this way. I remember I was traveling when the second season came out. And I remember I liked the first season you know, I wasn't like Gaga over it at that moment for whatever reason. And the second season came out and you ever like you're traveling, you're just like watching Netflix on your phone, yes. laying in your hotel room bed. And so that's what I that's how I watched it. And I got through it. I remember like thinking the first episode was funny, but the rest of them were like, oh, wow, that was lame. Like every episode was now they are the gold standard for comedy for me. There's something about this show that the first time you watch it, you're not going to like it. And then, for some reason, I don't know if it's the quotes or like there's some magic formula about the show that the second time you watch it, and the more you watch it, you just earn an appreciation for it, and it just keeps getting bigger. So by like the seventeenth time you've seen the same sketch, it is the yeah. funniest thing in the world, and it just gets funnier over time. I don't know what it is. I don't. It's it's the weirdest thing. I've never experienced any other TV show like that.
1: That is completely accurate. And I will say, yesterday, or last night, I was like, okay, we're going to be doing I think you should leave tomorrow, so I'm going to rewatch some episodes. And I just skipped. I was like, I'm going to watch a couple from season one, a couple from season two. And that's the thing, for those of you who have not watched this, they're 16-minute episodes. They're 16 minutes long. I watched all three seasons in two days. So... Yeah. And still did my full-time job. (laughs) So it's not like you're giving up a lot of time. I feel like you have to truly immerse yourself into the world. Just accept that, like, no, we're not watching Saturday Night Live right now. Yeah. We are watching, like, I would say, Saturday Night Live adjacent. Like, if Saturday Night Live had the ridiculousness of still, like, the Chris Kattan jumping up on the table, eating the apples, whatever the hell it was. uh,
0: What was his name? Mongo. Was it Mongo? Or, I don't no, remember,
1: no. but like that, that stupidity yeah. that you're like, I don't know why I'm laughing so hard. Yeah. And that it. is what happens.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, it's really funny. There was a New York times article that came out a couple of weeks ago around when season three dropped and the journalist for the New York times kept referring to the show as cringe humor. And I'm like, this is not cringe humor. No. Like no. Nathan Fielder. That's cringe humor. That is the epitome of cringe humor. This is absurdist. The same thing like Eric Andre and some shows like that that are just like absurd. The way I've explained it to people is there's that sketch and I think it was in season two, like you have no good car ideas. You know exactly what that's I'm talking my, about.
1: That's quote. like one of my favorite ones. That is peak gold standard comedy. Yeah. I
0: laughed so hard. <laughs> A good steering wheel. I'm just going to keep quoting the show that this entire It doesn't podcast. fly off. <laughs> it doesn't fly off when you're driving it. I think what makes this show work is in, and you mentioned Saturday Night Live. Any other sketch comedy, a lot of comedy out there, it's like there's an insane person surrounded by like normal people or a normal person surrounded by chaos, right? Mm-hmm. Think like Michael in Arrested Development, right? The world around him is chaotic, or it's the opposite where it's like one crazy character. Think like The Hangover, like Zach Alphanakis's character is like the weirdo crazy one surrounded by just the normal guys who are just like scared out of their minds by what's going on. Right. So there's that either or kind of thing in comedy in that sketch. They're like in a focus group and everyone seems normal and he starts going on. And then he's like, he says like, Oh, you you must love your mother-in-law. And then Tim Robbins, character like jumps in and then everyone starts ganging up on that other guy. It starts off and you think it's like one insane person surrounded by normal people. And then it flips and it's the opposite. I and then subversion of expectations is what makes the show hilarious to me, and that's I think what the what the secret sauce is right mm-hmm. It's like uh the one that everyone's into for the third seasons I see everywhere in fact, there was like some baseball team was all doing the the <laughs> manner <laughs> yeah. the driving crooner thing like there's just something silly about it it it's not serious it's not a parody of something in the real world it's just stupid humor, and a lot of the dialogue back and forth sounds like children talking to each other, but it's adults doing like, if you take a step back and listen to the dialogue, you're like, this is how like nine year olds communicate to each other.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. The episode that where they do like a little spoof on walk the line where they go into the recording studio and He's like Christian songs aren't selling anymore, son. He's like, you want an original, and he pretends to be Johnny Cash. The lyrics that Tin Robinson comes up with—that worms, (laughs) worms are are money and or worms are currency and bones are money—and like it is so insane. Yeah, but I was like crying, laughing. Yeah, and he's trying so hard. Immediately, I'm like, oh my god, this is Walk the Line. This is literally the Johnny Cash story. And then all of a sudden, that. Pops in and I could not I was laughing so fucking hard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the bones are the, the bones are the money. <laughs> and that's the thing too. The show is so quotable. And and again, because it flies through real quick, it's bite-size. You know, I think we and you have talked over the years about our devotion to like Mr. Show, SNL, and there's a way sketches kind of start and end, and this show condenses to the point where like a sketch will like start almost too late. <laughs> And end way like not even way too me, early. You to yeah. like you're still laughing, and then the it cut away to like the 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 card. And there's also there's a way Tim Robinson speaks, and the alliteration. And in that New York Times article where the writer didn't understand what that what kind of humor this is, I'm very angry at that New York Times writer. But in there, they also talked about how in the dialogue when it sounds like he's saying something that's incorrect English or like like maybe like he was like. Are you sure that, that that's why, like, the way he speaks is 100% planned? Like, I think uh, in the new season, <laughs> there's a line he has of, like, I think we should be able to watch a li- little porn at work, like, the way he, like, says it. <laughs> and he has, like, this little, like, gap in, like, dialogue. It's not clean. It's not perfect. It's crunchy. Like, it, it's it's imperfect. And I think that's why. Yeah, but I, it's
1: also, like, human. Like, if there was that ridiculous guy at work, that's how he would be saying it. He wouldn't be eloquently delivering the line. First of all, something that sells the show for anybody that watches it is, while it never intends to be attaching itself to a real-life situation, you're watching this and you're like, oh my god, this is so-and-so. This is the situation of such-and-such. And And its absurdity is so accurate to... Things that have happened. I saw one where someone asked Tim Richardson about how the correlation between the hot dog yeah. incident and ExxonMobil like making a big thing after they just spilled a shit ton of oil into the ocean. Making oh, wow. these tweets yeah. saying, like, we're here for conservancy and let's fix this. And then we all find out it was ExxonMobil that dumped the oil yeah. in the ocean. And essentially, this hot dog driver crashes his hot dog mobile into this. Is it Brooks Brothers?
0: Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. And he's just like trying to gaslight them into thinking that, like, yeah, oh. we need to find the guy. <laughs> it's just like, he's like, what do you say about that juxtaposition? He's like, uh, if yeah. it fits, it fits. Yeah. Like, not our intention,
0: but if it fits, it fits. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing, too, is like even the dialogue, like the bounce back and forth, like you say that, like there's that sketch, right, where they're like, you know, it's obviously you you're dressed like a hot dog. He's like, so is he. And he cuts and it's a guy wearing like a mustard (laughs) and like suit. And it's like little things like that, too, that just like it's not just it's all the dialogue. There's a like I think that's why the show is so quotable, too. It's not doing silly things. It's not slapstick. It's all in the dialogue and all in the delivery from everyone that's involved in this too. I've seen like a lot of people give um, Tim Meadows a lot of credit. He was in this season as well in one small sketch, which is hilarious by the way too, because I feel like I have some connection. My wife is, was a photographer and like did weddings and stuff. And there's this sketch where he has to take a, p- a picture in like a photo booth. And it's like, oh, quick, it's grab so a prop, funny. grab a prop. And he grabs a feather and then tries to eat the feather and it makes him vomit.
1: Something I notice is Nothing about the show Has to be perfect Because you are so focused On the dialogue Like Every time Will Forte Pops up Which he's Like one of my favorites In the universe He's always in a ridiculous costume like wig hairpiece, whatever it may be yeah. and it is so blatantly a hairpiece or a wig or the skull cap when he plays the old man on the plane yeah you're not even focusing on the fact like that doesn't even look real yeah or like Tim Robinson dresses as the when he's in the <laughs> he looks like Gary Busey in the the suit in the mall.
0: Oh, yeah. the uh, I don't want to be around I anymore. I don't want
1: to be around anymore. <laughs> but it's like nothing about that is believable. But yeah. you're not focused on that. Like, that doesn't yeah. even matter to you. You're able to, like, suspend your obsession with that's not realistic. And, yeah. like, you don't fucking care when Will right. Forte's ponytail that goes down past his yeah. assholes stuck <laughs> in a car engine. You don't even care. What pictures did he have on his phone? That oh, you my
0: had- God. The did. fucking cigars. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> wiping. Swiping. <laughs> Keep swiping. And and then there's the random guy across the street who's yelling at him. (laughs) That's the thing. Like, they dial it up, but, like, not – again, it's all the delivery. There's a lot of credit. I know Tim Robinson is very intermingled with, like, the Tim Heidecker kind of universe of, like, secondary actors and actresses that pop up. Like, they're just normal-looking people that pop up in these sketches. You have your – you know, I mentioned Tim Meadows. You mentioned Will Forte. Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk pops. Like, they all pop up somewhere. There's a few different cameos from really great comedians. Everyone that fills the sketches, whether it's in an office or a courtroom, wherever it is, like, they play it 100% straight. And that's the thing, too, is, like, there's somewhere, like, he gives the these, like, random, like, not famous actors, like the banana breath sketch. The woman who did that one... Just hilarious! Like pr- great delivery. Tim's not even in that sketch. Love that. Like I love like there's like a little universe. That, that one
1: girl, the I think the first time she comes up is season one. This the printer episode, which he oh. keeps saying he found her on Instagram. Yeah, that's uh Patty um Patty ha- ha- Harrison. Harrison. Patty Harrison. Yeah. Love
0: Patty Harrison.
1: Yeah, and he's like, I found her on Instagram and thought she was funny. Yeah, like
0: that- oh, and just, <laughs> super funny. And she was in that sketch and then she was in the um. I was trapped in the pan, like the pants of the <laughs> Charlie Brown balloon. at the. That's how I
1: made Day. all my money.
0: Yeah, <laughs> purple and black. Like just all the quotes. I, I mean, I don't know about you. And like now we can finally bring you into that world. I know we said we were doing this episode and I, I just started getting quotes from people. Our uh, Kyle, who was on our Star Wars episode, uh, your brother uh, in law, brother-in-law, brother-in-law. brother-in-law. Yeah, brother-in-law. Uh, my cousin. I don't know. I don't know how I'm related to him anymore. I don't know. Cousin in law. Cousin in law. Podcaster in law. Yeah. He was texting me quotes. I text quotes to like my brother in law, who I'm friends with. Like we just watch this show religiously. And so we'll just like send each other. There was an entire week that went by when season three came out that he would text me things and I would only respond in GIFs. From I think you should leave. That was my entire dialogue, was just because the show was like that quotable and there's always something that kind of connects, but it's great. And then one other thing I'll mention too. My wife, who also handles the social media for our podcast at Gotham West Studios, she put up some of our Instagram posts, which will have all quotes from the show. Mm-hmm. And and I started of reading them laughing, reading them because I'm like, I, you know, it it spurs that like you know memory of the sketch. And then she actually admitted too, because like she's like, I don't like, I don't think it's funny. I don't find it funny. I think it's stupid. She doesn't traditionally enjoy absurdist humor. So I get it. I want her to like it, but I'm also realistic of like, I know that she's not going to. That said, even she admitted, she's like, I was laughing at some of them, like just how silly and stupid they were. And See? I was like, all right, it's winning her. We got, her. she's coming. We got it. It'll
1: happen. It, you, yeah. That's the thing though, is it is a definite. I felt this way when we did the Letter Kenny episode. Right, yeah. it is definitely a specific type of humor for specific type of people that enjoy that type of humor. It is not for everybody. I had friends be like, "Well, I've got to watch Letter Kenny before I listen to the episode," and I know their personality. I was like, "Oh, that's a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> you are gonna fucking hate it. <laughs> just listen to the episode for fun." Because yeah. I just know their humor, and it's just not going to add up for them. But it also, I think this is one of those shows that if you. uh, Mad TV is how I felt like this is not, you know, like everyone treated Mad TV as like the kind of the ghetto SNL, right? Like costumes were worse. Everything was a bit more absurdist. Yeah. If this was like on TV at the same late night on a Saturday, this would be the below Mad TV level, you know, where it's just like this is the bottom of the pyramid. We're working our way up. But it feels when you're watching it, you have to get warmed up. It's like yeah. when you you got to just like ease into it. Wait two or three episodes, which I know sounds like, oh, three hours. No, wait, you know, 30 minutes. Yeah. And you're in. Yeah. And not to mention the music that in the show is so damn catchy. Oh, Uplifting. Great. I love it. It's all Motown music. I mean,
2: yeah. Tim
0: Robinson plays a lot of homage, I'll call it. Maybe that's not even the right word for this, but like. He pays tribute to his hometown. He's he's born in Detroit. Him and Sam Richardson did Detroiters together, which yes. I watched after watching this and had such an appreciation for that show because it's them. I also love Sam Richardson in, I think you should leave in general, like every time he pops up. I can't
1: with the fucking baby pageant shows and the buff boy buff. pageant shows. Uh, The baby, what was the baby's name? He's like,
0: <laughs> fuck you, <new> Harley Jarvis? <laughs>
1: Just uh, first I'm watching him like that is truly what all these people that are obsessed with like baby pageants and toddlers and tiaras. This is what you fucking look like. Like it's exactly this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. When the guy at the work conference, he's like, I'm going to go
0: with Troy boy or whatever the hell yeah. the name is. It's like, Troll boy. no, we're not. No. We're not going with Troll Boy. Not Troll Boy. Troy Boy. Not you Troll boy. can't be you. Can't be Troll Boy. <laughs> it's really funny. There was a point I, I text my friend. I was like, I was at a Little League game. <laughs> And because it was all little kids walking around and they're all they're wearing their their baseball jerseys. So they kind of look buffed up. Oh, my God. And I kept in my I'm just like singing to myself. I'm like, little buff boys. And I'm like, I have to stop this. I'm sitting. That's how you get sent to
1: prison, Tom.
0: Yes. Yes. Someone's (laughs) going to call the police and tell me there's a guy standing murmuring to himself little buff boys while staring at a little league game. I'm going to get myself.
1: There are some fun facts for this show, though. I will tell you because I had to do like actual homework other than just. Popping edibles and watching the show oh, a hundred times. But the guy that played Biff Whiff, you know, mm-hmm. Detective Crashmore. Yeah. Biff Whiff. Okay. You know the egg game in season three? Yeah. Some fans created a website so that you can play the egg game. Yeah. And at the end, there's a donate link. And all the money goes to Biff Whiff because he's fighting cancer.
0: I heard about that.
1: That's like an actual GoFundMe. And all I could think yeah. of when he's like, you can donate to the GoFundMe is the episode where he's like, you've got to donate. Did you donate? You've got to
0: give. <laughs> give.
1: <laughs> but that's actually very cool. And now I want to play the egg game.
0: Yeah. Full disclosure. I, also, and I just saw a screenshot of this and I was like, oh, my God. So here's a fun fact I learned. The guy in the sketch, we already mentioned it, like the you know steering wheel doesn't fly off. Mm-hmm. you know, good car ideas he's been in a bunch of stuff he was in police academy i was that on your fun fact list
1: no but oh. when we were watching this i'm like i know him from somewhere yeah like that voice the mannerisms like i know him from somewhere it's probably police yeah. academy
0: <laughs>
1: that's incredible uh, and he's it was got like a show what? i think on it was the like road
0: what do you mean he's got a show on the road
1: he's gonna he's going on the road with a one-man show oh <laughs> it's incredible Wait, is he really? I swear to God. And he's 84. Seems Ruben Rabasa. And the one man showed called Rabasa is here.
0: Ruben Rabasa.
1: And the the tagline is, it's going to expand on my anecdotes, life and mistakes and all the thrilling things to come. You're 84, Ruben. I don't know how many more exciting things are to come, but I respect it.
0: He was in Police Academy 5, Assignment Miami Beach.
1: That is incredible.
0: He played Julio. And someone has a screenshot. It's cr- kind of crazy to see him there, like, pop up. Also, I miss the Police Academy movies. Such a, such a simple so time. Such a simple time. Do you have a favorite sketch out of all of them? Oh, it's that one. The, the, yeah, the steering wheel doesn't fly off?
1: The steering wheel doesn't fly. Although, I will say, okay, this is the one that sold it for me. So, you know, do you have the one that you're watching and you're like, okay, this is it. I will say the little sketch that I saw on TikTok that I was like laughing really hard before I knew it was from I think you should leave uh-huh. was the scene when they're in the courtroom and the yes, lawyer's reading yep. the text between the two and I'm like this is gold standard comedy That's- because the sketch is written within it and it is so subtle and so ridiculous but it's perfect it's like yeah. absolutely perfect yeah and
0: what the hell, what the hell? I well, I say that all the time now and I know I'm not the only one and it's funny, my brother-in-law, he's got a little kid and he says it too, because we say it so much that he'll say, he'll just go, what the hell? <laughs> in response to like, if we say it like just that, like under the breath. What the hell? I think he has dice in his pocket.
1: I think um, he has dice
0: in his pocket. He's like, stop hey, fucking Show anybody. <laughs> that's the part. That's what I'm saying. It sounds like dialogue from children. Like a hundred percent middle schoolers would say, like, I think he has dice in his pocket and And
1: that's a bad thing for some reason. (laughs) Like that's the best part is like, you have to agree that like, yeah, having dice in your pocket is embarrassing. I don't know why, but yeah, I feel embarrassed for him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he tried to roll the hat. The hat. Yeah. Yeah,
1: That's definitely the scene that sold it for me. But my favorite overall Mm. episode is probably that episode that the focus group is in.
0: I've, grown more on some other sketches over time i'll say that like i think you know little buff boys i love that there's a few that i don't know just pop out it was the same thing for me too like i love that courtroom one with the safari hat that's (laughs) incredible
1: and and corncob tv the whole coffin flop thing Yes, (laughs) it's absolutely fucking insane. But the more I watched it, I think I've watched that sketch like three times and it just keeps getting funnier and more fucking insane. And like, it's an actual problem when I was looking up fun facts and like this sounds ridiculous, but it is truly a problem of the bottoms falling out of coffins and bodies (laughs) falling out. And I can't I can't in my head. Can you imagine now having seen that being at a fucking funeral and they lift the car and the
0: body fell out. All I could think of is corn cob TV. <laughs> that's all I could think of. But that's the thing. Also, like just the names, the alliterations on things like why is it corncob TV? There's no excuse. Like there's no explanation. There's so much hot dog stuff all over the place. Although I did notice in season three. Sloppy steaks.
1: You- fucking sloppy, sloppy steaks. steaks. Are you kidding me?
0: People can change. That's the thing. Like, Let the baby like, hold them. They said that to me at a dinner. I say that over and over again. The show is just quotable. It's turned me into this, like, a quoting machine. And that's the thing, too, is I think, at a bare minimum, at least people really like the show. That you're seeing it almost become too mainstream now, where I'm like, oh, no, everyone's inside the joke. But I like it because you, you have to put effort in. No one goes in episode one and is like, oh, yeah, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, it has to wear on you a little bit.
1: yeah. But I also feel like, you know how, like, people are always like, don't let the intrusive thoughts win. This yes. whole show is what if you let the fucking intrusive yes. thought win every time. Like, yeah. when someone hands me their kid and it cries. Yeah. 98% of me silently is like, this fucking baby doesn't like me. Why doesn't this fucking yes. baby like me? All babies like me. And you're not willing to admit it. But, like, even little things like the one I I sold my fiance, I was, like, trying to explain to him about how funny it was. Is when he goes for the job interview, I want to say it's the first episode. Yes. And it he is. keeps pulling the door.
0: Yeah. Oh, it and goes it's both like, ways.
1: And he's it's the social anxiety of like, I can't possibly do anything else because I have so much fucking social anxiety. I'm gonna keep creepy eye contact and pull with all my might with a freakish smile on my face and be like, see, I came here yesterday. <laughs> and just like it's a very good, like, if you let the intrusive thoughts win,
2: mm-hmm. the
1: the magician episode, I yes. think for me, it was just like...
2: <laughs> you wrote my fucking life!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you stick up for yourself? And it's just like, you know that, that that this has probably happened out in the world somewhere. It's probably happened.
0: With Cecily Strong, it's so great. There. She's so good. So, I, I mean, I love her in general, but like, yeah. Says, like,
1: I'm glad you had fun <laughs> while well, everyone had to watch an adult man jerk your little boy dick off.
0: You little... Oh, and then we would, uh, I, we will stay married, but I will not respect you. And I will make sure the kids don't respect you. That was so bad. <laughs> like, it's like, it's so bad. Oh God. <laughs> that episode, by the way, is packed with a few, because you have Tim Heidecker's in that episode mm-hmm. too, which he plays Howie, the guy playing charades. And then, uh, Fred Willard's in that episode too. Uh, the, yeah. The-, the organ guy. The pleasure's all mine. <laughs> Which I actually found, I posted on Reddit like a while ago. That entire thing is based on a real like. There's a video, and I have to share it somewhere if you can find it, of like some guy playing like the like silly organ like that. Except for the crack, the, the plate crashing with the with, except that for the that is actually playing there, pulling all the things, honk honk, <laughs> like doing all those things. <laughs> But like that's the thing too is like a lot of the sketches, like, you know, I think there's the episode where with the gift receipt, which is the first episode of the first season too. Oh my god. I eat paper all the time. <laughs> it just elevates. It typically starts with Tim like just taking something that with someone would to your point like like social anxiety would just like let it go. Where it's like, oh, you like the gift? He's like, Oh yeah, I like the gift. He's like, then you wouldn't mind if I take the receipt. Like just taking that one little element. And then it elevating until, like, the, he literally dies in the car from eating the <laughs> receipt. Down the hatch. Bon appétit. Yeah, uh, it is.
1: Uh, it's definitely an entire show based off of letting your intrusive thoughts win and just bring them to the ultimate, like, ridiculousness peak of absurdity. Yeah. And it did. It, I, I'll tell you, it had to grow on me. It was worth it. I'm glad yeah. it did. Because this will definitely be something that I'm like, I just want a quick giggle. Yeah. I'm going to watch an episode.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's the thing. You know, many times, and it's really funny, I I battle with my wife because like, we'll come to bed and I'm just like ready to go to sleep and I'm like not there yet. I'm not relaxed and I need to go to my happy place. I'm like, I'm going to turn our giant TV on. You know, she's next to me like watching little TikToks on her phone. I'm like, no, can I turn the big screen on? so that I can watch an episode of I Think You Should Leave and some, like, absurdist.
1: And then your poor wife's falling asleep to a man in a hot dog suit. is it when he says the baby that cried on the plane? Is that episode two of season one with Will Forte? I want to say yes, it is. Yeah. Because that was the first one I quoted. Yeah. And he was like, I wanted to go to Buckingham Palace and make them laugh and I was too tired to think of anything funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, like that was when I was like, oh, I can see what's happening here. Yeah. And then I read an article about how Bob Odenkirk was the only person they let completely improvise that whole sketch. He improvised the whole. He, impro- he improvised the whole thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, no, the barracuda. I have three of. Okay. Yeah. I have three. It's like a, a sad, have- lonely man.
0: <laughs> that became like a crying call for the show itself. Everyone's saying it needs a third season because triples is best. Triples is, triples safe. is best. <laughs> triples is best. Triples is safe. There's, I mean, there's, there's so many random, and that's the thing too. Is I love the fact that like season by season. You know, Patty Harrison shows up, and I think every single season she does. So does Sam Richardson. She
1: was a writer in season two, I think. Patty Harrison? Yeah. She
0: oh, turned well, as I didn't a writer in season two. She's hilarious. Like, uh, all the stuff she does. I mean, I forgot the backstory, and I wish I could pull it up. Maybe I can pull it up quick enough. I do know that she was, like, kicked off of Twitter because she had a verified Twitter account for comedy. And then she was kicked off because she like she impersonated, like, Nabisco or something.
1: Oh, my God. Is this, re-
0: is this ringing any bells? No,
1: but that's incredible.
0: She changed her name to Nilla Wafers by Nabisco. And then uh, <laughs> she started. And again, at this point, this is like a while ago. She was verified. And so she just changed her name to Nilla Wafers by Nabisco and changed her her picture to a picture of Nilla Wafers. And then was just going off on people on Twitter. Screaming, that's fucking genius. To clarify, we, the brand Nilla Wavers, are transsexual, <laughs> trans women or men, just like flipping off. Which, by the way, I don't know if you know, did you know that she's trans? I did not. Yeah. Fucking good for her. Yeah. But a, that makes
1: this all even better.
0: Yeah. No, that like, was like, to me, too, that was the other thing, too, is like she was such a standout from season one and season two. The Santa came early sketch so I good. Santa came early with my voice cracking every once in a while I have to then the, it was the other one was the uh, Shark Tank-esque parody one <laughs> she's great four reasons um,
1: I'm out of the office this summer
0: the driver's ed class what's her job oh my god tables,
1: tables. tables. At the end, oh that's what it was Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did the lonely boys they helped get the show made right for Netflix <laughs>
0: The Lonely, they, boy. lonely, lonely Boys. Island.
1: Lonely Island Boys, whatever the fuck they're called.
0: Yeah. That's uh, how much
1: I enjoy them, as you can tell.
0: I know Andy Sandberg was an executive producer. They produced it under Lon- uh, Lonely Island's... Um, <laughs> the, lonely <company>. boys. <laughs> uh, the Lonely Boys. The Lonely Boys. Little Boys. But yeah, no, they were a part of it from the beginning. And they had something, too, because I don't know if you... you know Tim Robinson was on SNL? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just he didn't really fit in. None of his sketches really made it on but obviously he better than any of that he really made headway with like connections and people there so he
1: you know what he was on snl in the wrong time period if he was on snl like late 90s early 2000s i think he would have been a fucking star because that's when we were starting to accept like absurd comedy as comedy again yeah
0: I don't know, especially knowing what the show is now, what he's and and again, not just discounting just this one. Right. Connecting it to like Detroiters, which, by the way, if you haven't watched Detroiters, go watch Detroiters. I will. um, Amazing. That said, I don't know if his style of comedy fits in any other mainstream world. Like, I think that's probably not this way. Yeah,
1: not. Yeah. Not this concentrated for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of a pariah now because of what uh, came out about the guy whose studio it was and stuff. But he was like the voice in a video game. It, it, there's just something about his delivery and his voice. He was in like a commercial for like a like Ford truck or something like that. And it was just like – just a style of – comedy. High on Life, by the way, was the name of the game, where he plays a gun that talks to you. All the guns talk to you. But like his, he like it's him. And I just – played the game and you can play with other characters but I was like no I just want to play with him I want to, I just want to hold the Tim Robinson gun and let him talk to me for hours on end there's yeah there's just something about his delivery that's just that I wonderful I love it
1: so when did season one come out let's start there because I don't even know that
0: so season one came out in 2019 it was like straight to uh, Netflix it was straight to Netflix yeah this is a Netflix okay, it's a Netflix version. show in the beginning I tend to forget when the pandemic was <laughs> What year was that?
1: What year was 2020. our 2020? Twenty twenty.
0: Okay. So season one came out before that. Season two came out July of twenty twenty one. And I wanna say was that in the middle of the pandemic? Mm-hmm. It was like it was we were still in the pandemic ish. For sure. Yeah. Which I, I I say that in a sense of like, I don't know if that ha- like almost helps the show sort of find an audience. But at the same time, too, like. I don't even know how people found it, to be honest. That's the other thing, too, I'm sort of confused by. it. like, I don't really know how people have stumbled upon it. Now, I think it's gotten popular enough. But like, prior to this, I'm like, I don't even know how people were finding it.
1: Now that I'm I've watched it, there are so many cameos from yeah. bigger comedians hmm. that- I think what happened is uh, it's so strange that this is kind of how the world works now. But like, you know how I always joke on here about how I'm watching a a movie a week on TikTok. Like, oh, what's the movie this week? And I'm just going to watch the movie I can watch in an hour and a half. I'm going to watch over the span of a week in 30 second clips. Sure. And I do it. But like I saw the Fred Armisen clip and I was like oh this is fucking funny and then it's just little things where I think they started posting the clips of the bigger names on TikTok people started to maybe again that's probably just our algorithm pushing them to us but I think that helped people find it but you're right it's not like Ted Lasso where people found it because it was in the pandemic happy-go-lucky everyone needed it yeah this just kind of I don't know maybe organically grew itself.
2: Yeah.
0: Slowly,
1: word of mouth, like people like you telling people they have to watch it.
0: I mean, it must have been word of mouth. And that's the other thing, too, is like the way we find movies and TV shows and everything now. You're right. Like a lot of it is TikTok where I'm like watching. How many times whatever. do I send them to you? All the time. And know was really funny. What's that show, Shameless, that was, on, that was on Showtime, right? Loved it. Never watched it. I oh never watched it. Oh, my God. But I can tell you everything about the show now because I've watched enough clips on TikTok that I can tell you. Oh, I mean, I forget the characters' names and everything, but like I can tell you about how this you kid, would love it. Uh, and then I think this is like the later seasons because I at least checked from that. But like the kid who was like trying to go into like military academy, Carl, yeah, okay, and then he wasn't making it anyway. Anyway, all that stuff. But you learn all these shows from TikTok, and so I think. Going back to what you said earlier too, like the courtroom scene was on TikTok a lot. It's short enough that it is bite-sized where I think people can latch onto it and then you're like, "Oh, I want more of that. I want more of that." But yeah, <laughs> it's it's great.
1: I fucking love what it does to my brain when I'm watching yes. it. It's like a it like scratches a part of my brain that I haven't used since watching shows like Mr. Show where it's like the comedy that yeah. you just have to Dive into head first. I was talking to someone I used to work with, and he said it gives him Monty Python vibes in the best way. Just like that short sketch, it's absurd. You know, going into it, you're not going to get like a beautifully <laughs> shot, lit, wonderful. P- you're going in just for, like you said, the comedy and the dialogue. But yeah. I was like, I haven't watched a show like this. Like, I think since I was a kid, it's like Nickelodeon vibes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what I was going to say, too, which connects to this is like I also love how like every sketch can be like, you know, two minutes or half the episode. Like there's no constraint on how big or small a sketch is. There are sketches that basically run the entire episode with the exception of like the end or the beginning or something. And ones that recur, like in the new season, there's the Summer Fling. Was that the name of the <laughs> fake dating show? I think he's here just for the zip line. We're like three episodes later. There's like a, like a, you know, remembering what whoever's character's name was. And like, just doing like a montage with like a guitar riffs that just go way <laughs> off into guitar riffs. No, but like, there's something comfortable about, cause everything is very simple, right? It's always a very simple setting. It's an office meeting or it's, they're at a store or it's you know they're at a party like it's all very simple, digestible settings, and then normal dialogue, normal situation that just devolves into chaos, <laughs> and it's and it's some concoction of what I mentioned before about like you know crazy person in the room and then the rest of the, you find out the rest of the entire room is crazy. The Giffrey sketch is a perfect example of that. Absolutely you're like oh that's the crazy guy and then you turn out and it's like oh no no they're all crazy and that one guy is the normal guy although he you know used too small a piece that's yeah, too sloppy mud pie and that's the thing too the the phrasing of things the last episode of the, of the third season the character's name is draven like the, everything just seems like again it's like made up like a child like you know come up with a name uh, uh draven like what Is that, I don't even know if that's a real name. Is there anyone actually named Draven in the world? Probably, probably
1: somewhere in the Midwest.
0: Some
1: (laughs) blonde Mormon mom that's like, this is McKinley.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) connecting the dots there, by the way, too. The guy who plays Draven. Make sure to watch Draven's Tasty Time Vids uh, on Instagram. That's Connor O'Malley, who comes up a few times. He's in the, when the dog Barbie is barking at, it's just me. It's not the Blues Brothers. Um. Connor O'Malley, do you know who he's married to? No. Do you know who his wife is? Tim Robinson's old coworker, AD Bryant. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a fun couple. Yeah. And I actually had seen him on and you got me to watch this show, I think. I think it was you. So if it was you, just take the credit. Joe Para talks to you?
1: Nope. Wasn't me. Who the hell got me into that? I don't know. Wasn't me. Do you know that show? Never even heard of it. Okay,
0: it's just uh, Joe Parra is, I don't know how to describe it.
1: (laughs) It's probably better you don't describe these things to me anymore because this one I was like,
0: oh, Tom, what have you done to me, my man? I'm reading the Wikipedia and it says genre and it says comedy and then slice of life, which is is funny. Just watch an episode. I'll even send you the exact episode to watch. That's all you need to know. But I I, met, I did notice Conor O'Malley in that. But Conor O'Malley also wrote for Late Night with Seth Meyers. My- Seth oh. Yeah. I guess he used to. He doesn't anymore. Also also writer on How To with John Wilson.
1: I was just going to say, I feel like, you know how we've talked about this. Like, my dream is to anyone out there that can make this happen for me. I yeah. just want to be a writer. Okay, a writer. Yeah. And, and I just want to be in a writer's room. I just want to be there. Can you fucking imagine the unhinged ideas that fly out of people's mouths in this writer's room?
0: Well, I was going to say, too, and I kind of almost forgot that there were some other writers other than Tim Robinson and Zach Kanan, because those two guys are predominantly the ones who write everything. They wrote everything. This is their show. It was created by them. Zach Kanan, if you don't know who he is, he shows up in a few sketches. He is the guy Wearing the other the hot dog suit, yeah. In that sketch, he's the guy who wants to, who needs to marry his mother in law. He pops so up, up randomly in a lot of different sketches, and he has like this face and like visually, like he almost kind of blends into the background. Where I'm like, oh, I don't realize it's even him. Everyone else stands out like a sore thumb, but for he can like really like blend into the characters. That's a positive note, by the way, just to be clear. But yeah, I almost forgot that there's like more writers to this show, but like because there's such like a unique style to it and again going back to like how the settings are very similar and the and like how many different sketches do we have about hot dogs um eating <laughs> them wait uh, what's the hot dog
1: vacuum that one made me actually lol oh
0: man I, like if we need to go to like bar trivia for i think you should leave
1: yeah the hot dog uh, vacuum is a good one
0: uh the car let's
1: ask kyle to host it at his brewery yeah. and we'll just win yes
0: yes Actually, I don't know. I mean, if I can't name the name of that, the vacuum, I don't know what I can. Jeez, I'm, I'm, I think it's called the hot dog vacuum. No, no, no. It's like the Carver. Oh,
1: oh my God. You're right. It's like, OK. All right. We got to find this.
0: <laughs> they waited a little while before firing me. It's really funny. Carver vac. The Carver vac. <laughs> it's all It's really funny. Tim Robinson is very similar in a, at all the sketches, almost all of them. Right. Anytime he pops oh, up, yeah. he pretty much plays a very similar character, except one where he. I think like his facial expressions and everything were like amped. I had never seen him that amped up before. And that was the uh, Geritol sketch in the, in the last season.
1: Yeah, that one was like Tim Robinson on steroids. Yes. Like, just fucking let him go. <laughs> just yes. let him go.
0: Gave you the seeds. I get to see the trees. <laughs> doink, doink,
1: doink, 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 doink. I watched all of season three. Yeah. Highly high yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like violently And like my fiance was asleep And it was like late at night And I watched it so high It was the f- like the first episodes I truly watched like at that level And yeah. I was just like I was laughing at things you're not Even supposed to laugh at Just yeah. <laughs> I mean I couldn't breathe yeah. And I was like oh I I Get that now I yeah. get that.
0: <laughs> 100%. But again, it's the way they transition to. We're like, you know, I'm looking at the episode where the, uh Jelly Tall was. Before that, it was the which was uh Sam Richardson's guest spot. You just right? have to
1: watch the people in the background. Yes. Like even if you have it on mute. Yes. Just look at the expressions of the people in the background and you so you watch everybody slowly devolve from a normal person to just like being in the absurdity. Like they're in the background looking at Tim Robinson like, what the fuck is wrong with this yeah. guy? And at the end, they're like,
0: kill him. You're right. Let's kill him. Yeah. Well, no, I was going to say. So do you remember the uh, sketch from the third season where about like the the perfect like proposal part? Mm-hmm. And then Sam Richardson is just complaining that wrestlers are have been like using the park. He accidentally created the best ring. And then at the end of the sketch, he's like, that guy is also that guy. And and then they're walking out. He's like, Come on, you gotta leave. And all of a sudden he goes, Oh, the old guy you just stopped. He's like, Did your penis pop? And then it just it like it cuts the title card. And it's just it it like it's playing this like Motown music while at the same time like just cutting away from like one of the funniest things you've like you've ever seen the funniest way to punch out <laughs> it doesn't leave room to like take a bow it's just like yeah okay that's that's gone We're On to old. the next I one yeah. Yeah. yeah but I, the other one I forgot too because I remember like this was I think the thing that got me into the first season was where he's I think actually it's explained that he's not a lawyer but it's like has this ever happened to you and like the oh the, my god the, guys yeah. the toilet and the turbo team that's the viral yes you and then about that yeah. You sure about that? You sure about that? that? That's why? No, 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 no. That's a different one. This, this is the Turbo Team one. Wait, what, what is he that? doing in that one? The, the, Hold on. He's like, I trust you. Has this you. ever happened to you?
1: Yeah. Because the, the, the sure about that season two
0: or three. This The one you're talking about is season one. This is season one. It's the first episode. Yeah. It's has this ever happened to you? Like you, you have like a termite infestation? Oh, my before. God. Yeah.
1: And then he just keeps going and it's like, yeah. no, that's literally never happened to anybody yeah. but you, apparently.
0: Yeah call me now please <laughs> and just like just just like that it's just the way he speaks and like he goes into that like really high pitched voice randomly once in a while too i don't know i'm just this is all, this entire episode is just gloating randomly and him
1: his spittle is like honestly it makes me laugh probably harder than anything when he gets to the point of like he's peak absurdist and he just has like spittle flying out of his mouth coming out of the corner of his mouth he doesn't stop doesn't stop to wipe it away. It's just part of the skit. It's part of everything.
0: That that reminds me too. I don't. I don't know if you remember this. I have a hard time with vomit in general. But okay. when they pull, do the you hot have a metaphobia? Was that what it is?
1: Yeah, people that know. like are fucking terrified of vomit.
0: How do you know these names off the top of your head? I don't know. A lot of knowledge in here that's useless. There's the episode where you you know you can't skip lunch, <laughs> and they pull the hot they pull the hot dog out of his mouth, and then. And he goes, he can't skip lunch. And then he says, Whose bag is this? And it cuts down, and he had like thrown up on the bag. And he's like, I almost <laughs> tripped on it. And it's like there's like spit and vomit between his lips. And he just like looks oh, at the camera. God. It's it's great. I, there's a few sketches like that where it's just like absurdist. <laughs> like, I mean, they're all absurd, but like where it it's something of like Tim Robinson devolving. There's the one I really love in the in the new season is the one where <laughs> He's at work, or they're at, they're at a meeting, and there's like a big like boom sound. Everyone's gonna scared, like oh, that's the air conditioner. He's like, oh, I thought it was a volcano. And he's like, I thought this was like a little pimp. I thought this was a knife, and like you know, like oh, I would love to see the world through your eyes. And then she touches his hand, and she starts seeing it, and his eyes just glaze over. What like just it, it's just something about his delivery and like his expressions. Like he's just got a rubbery face that I, I love. Yeah, I love Tim Robinson. I love this show. This
1: not to get. Meta on the situation But something I loved About this show Is I think What's happened A lot Especially in the World of social media And so many fucking Streaming services Not to sound like A 98 year old woman But comedians Are afraid To be This Off kilter It's like yeah. you, We're not getting Comedians that are Willing to be in a Sketch on Netflix Doing this Ridiculous Fucking shit Like they're This Knowing damn well You're going into this show This is not to get it in by June for for Emmy season. That
0: is not why this show exists. This is within. uh, Am I right? Did they premiere like exactly like a day after? Uh, Fucking incredible. Yeah. The cutoff.
1: But it's like it's a group of adults who are comedians for the sake of they fucking love comedy and that's why they're in it. And they are not afraid to be as fucking ridiculous as their brains let them be. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes comedy plays it safe now. Yeah. Can you imagine being like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Amy Schumer, you're going to play. And she does ridiculous shit. She did ridiculous shit on her show. Not this level. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they she was safe about it. This is just a bunch of people being like, yeah, let's be fucking unhinged yeah, and see what happens.
0: I was going to say there's a comfort in like their little universe they built. I mean, again, I think Tim Heidecker is in the same boat, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's done his like podcast now and like he's like comedy specials and things he has built i loved community. him on adult swim oh every yeah, everything yeah. everything he's doing now too i gotta say too has been awesome i'm loving it by the way did you know that tim robinson won a primetime emmy for outstanding actor in a short form comedy or drama shut for, the fuck up for the show yeah no that's amazing that was uh last year though so we'll as see. he fucking should we got to get another primetime Emmy in there. Let's get him. Let's get him. It's won a few awards. It's one of like WGA awards, but I think the, the Emmy was like one of the bigger ones. It was also nominated for best series. I didn't win. I don't know who actually did win, but anyway, not the whole point of my rant was, oh yes, yeah, So no, I think they've built like a little world around themselves that, you know, this show can keep going and just like, you know, they're short. Like, you know, I, I remember reading something about the second season and like the whole coffin flop, Thing, like and how, like it's this very simple concept, but they had to go out and film all of those. And every- I read that they they filmed they only filmed like
1: fifteen drops, and then edited it to look like a f-
0: bunch of them. Really?
1: Yeah. Hold on. Let me see I if I can that. find it.
0: I do remember reading about how like that was a very difficult thing to film, but uh, yeah,
1: I can't imagine that was fucking <laughs> easy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was the because this was, was like during the pandemic they were filming. Oh, I bet that time. was a fucking disaster. First of all, coffins were hard to come by. So Yeah. there's some sketches that like if you watch it and especially if you go in cold and since you went in cold, like the uh, there's a sketch in the second season with uh, this actor named Paul Walter Hauser. You might know him. He was in the, the Richard Jewell movie. Uh, he was in I, Tonya. He was also way back when in um, an episode of. Always sunny in Philadelphia, but where his sketch is the one where he's like, oh, his, he's hanging out with all his friends and they're all like, oh, you know, my wife, you know, makes me like, says this to me. And he's like, yeah, yeah you'd be drinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you went in cold to that or you showed that to someone, it's not traditionally funny. Yeah. Right. It's only funny in the totality of it. Like, it's not like, oh, that's a joke or there's a joke. The closest you even get to a joke is at the end when they're like, oh, you're not going to stay over. He always says he's going to stay over. And he, like, it cuts and it's all, all these like old men have like sleeping bags over the living room because they're all going to have like a little sleepover together, which again, it's treating adults like old people, like children my and, then that, and the, the dialogue and everything. He always says he's going to stay over and he never does. That like Jamie Taco stole my lines. Like, I can oh say gosh. that now and it's funny. But you watch it for the first time. If I show my wife that that sketch, she's not going to find it funny. It's not funny. Traditionally, there's no joke about it. The joke is the entirety of it. It's a joke. When you get to the other end, the other end of it and then look back and be like, okay, now that that was funny, like what they did.
1: It's definitely as digestible as the episodes are. I think they are meant to be watched more than once. Yeah, (laughs) like they have to be. Yeah. And so I like I know that I'm going to continue to rewatch this show. I also know that there aren't as many people in my life as other shows where I can be like, definitely watch this. You're going to love it. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah. But this will bring me happiness, (laughs) stupid happiness that you need sometimes, you know, like especially with my job, I, you know, have people be assholes to me all day and then I will I love the fact that I can come home and just be like I'm going to watch like two episodes of this and just <laughs> fucking laugh at nothing
0: yeah one other thing too I was going to say is uh, or ask you rather is like do you think there's like a big standout from the third season because now that that's the last one that premiered close to him one-
1: I was really pumped to see Jason Schwartzman
0: yeah I mean I really liked that one I love Jason Schwartzman me I'm too. Happy to see more Jason Schwartzman But, yeah, that was a good sketch, too, because that was the other thing, too, is like, in of itself, that one joke was fine, but I loved how, like, in the background, like, grown men (laughs) acting like children. (laughs) There's a chaos about the environment. I mean, I can't get enough of it, clearly. So, but.
1: I mean, uh, I think the Tim Meadows sketch stood out completely for every reason known to man. But, I mean, anytime I see him, I am fucking pumped but like yeah. Tim Meadows just like you said because of Dale and what she does your wife and what she yeah. does like this is it's pure gold like yeah. that made me laugh very hard
0: yeah <laughs> and like, then it's it really hard out. and again again it's like it's written by children where then they're arguing with each other about who has more like a more important business <laughs> you don't know anything about games
1: <laughs> I Here's the thing, because I watched the season so high. Yeah. (laughs) The like thinking back to these episodes, I'm like on my couch. I just came clean about this to my fiance driving home yesterday. I was so high, I went into the cabinet and I was like, I want some chips. We don't generally have like snacks in our house. Our house is a very boring food zone. We had gotten pita chips, unsalted, unflavored fucking dry cardboard pita chips to dip into a dip. I just saw them and I was like, oh, look at these chips. I think we had maybe four out of the bag before. We're like, these are fucking awful. I yeah. took them to the couch. I watched that episode while eating these fucking cardboard death chips. I ate the whole fucking bag. So when I think of that episode, I like literally came clean. I was like, I hate the I hate the whole bag of the and the whole time I'm like, these are so disgusting. They taste like cardboard. Why are you still eating them? Yeah. And that is what in my brain I associate with that episode. Cause that's what I was watching. I was in another planet.
0: Yeah. Cardboard uh. pita
1: chips. Unsalted. Oh,
0: (laughs) is that? I I think I I I don't remember your answer now. Was that the answer for like your favorite episode of the new season?
1: Well, no. I was very pumped to see Jason Schwartzman, so yes, that was very exciting for me. But yeah, the Tim Meadows episode, definitely my favorite. Maybe that was just my favorite sketch because I laughed like I like I was chortling, but kind of choking because these things were so fucking dry and disgusting. I was like, (laughs) like it
0: it was (laughs) I was in a dark place. (laughs) I was going to say for your benefit, at least those were the same episode. It was the thing I said before about Randall. Couldn't tell you that. Yeah. Uh, it, seeing the world through his eyes. And then it was the Tim Meadows at the wedding photo booth. And then the oh Jason God, Schwartzman so not talking about his kids.
1: Not talking about his kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, look, I'm riding the dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, that's one of the things I like about this show is while it is so fucking absurd. You have definitely been in a situation in almost every single one of these episodes where it just borderlines that ridiculousness. Yeah. Like, no, I've never seen a grown man act that way at a party, but I have seen a grown man not say a fucking thing about his kids while his wife is like, oh, my God. And on her second birth, like just two polar opposites and watching that, you can like in your head be like, oh, that's so and so. Yeah, (laughs) it goes right there.
0: It's really funny is watching this show, too. I'm like, there's I haven't been to enough parties to uh, like I need to go to some more house parties. I was going to say we should start throwing them. There's house parties. We have the dog. Like, hey, everyone, the dog's blowing me. (laughs) He wasn't trying to bite
1: you. He was humping your head.
0: Oh, my God. That one. There was a few sketches like where there's like a stage and like an audience and stuff. Yeah. I love all the little buff boys ones. I can't. To be clear for Sam, for, uh, Sam Richardson, which by the way, I, I realized now we did all our Ted Lasso talk. Uh, Sam Richardson pops up in there. You did say in the
1: Ted Lasso, I can't wait for you to watch. I think you should leave because he's a big part. Yeah. You did tell me that.
0: Did it change your perspective of Sam Richardson now? Do you have like a more appreciation for?
1: Well, no, because it, it kind of is more in line. Yeah. With my version of Sam Richardson. Like, he is fantastic at playing just the absurd asshole
0: (laughs) just with that. Like it I'm pretty sure he's wearing a wig when he's like, he's got the suit on. He's like, you know, he's sweating profusely. Oh my God.
1: If I I ever have a human child, can we give it the baby of the year award?
0: (laughs) You a baby of that. Well, only if, only if uh, they also get to go, well, I actually wouldn't see this. well, I was going to say the In Memoriam segment for the... I was oh trying my to go gosh. dark. Never mind. Uh, Pancake by a... <laughs> <laughs> dump truck. Oh, my God. <laughs> in Memoriams don't typically have how they died. <laughs>
1: I wish they fucking did though. Let's be honest. Let's just, in that part, I was like, God, that's so good because I can't tell you how many times are you on Facebook and someone's like, rest in peace, so and so. And you yeah. went to high school with them or knew them and you're like, ooh, how'd he die? And nothing tells you how they die. And you like go to like a million things. You're like, okay. So six months ago, his wife said, pray for him. He's having heart conditions. It was probably a heart attack. <laughs> or you see, like, you just... Where are they asking us to send flowers in lieu of? Instead of flowers, send them to the American Heart Association. Oh, uh, it was a heart... It was definitely a heart attack. <laughs> I wish In memoriam had the fucking cause of death. That'd be incredible.
0: I love how... Repituary like, should have them. One of my favorite lines, and again, it's Sam Richardson's delivery, too, is when the audience, like, winces at the... And now the In memoriam segment, he's like, they don't stay babies forever. Shut up, you idiots. They don't stay babies forever. <laughs> fucking idiots. <laughs> like, just that, like... <laughs> Everyone assumed that they were like how babies die. Dead died. babies,
2: yeah.
0: Oh, it's like, no, shut up. They don't stay dead forever. Oh, my
1: deep. God. That's so good. So if you haven't seen it, yeah. go into it with no expectations. No
0: expectations. Zero. Yeah.
1: Do you think a lot of people, like I get this a lot, people hmm. that listen to our show tell me all the time, well, I have to watch the show before I listen to the episode. And I get that because we do give spoilers sometimes, yeah. but we always say, we always yeah. give spoiler spoilers. Just so you know, if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this part. Stop the episode now. (laughs) But this is the type of show we are not giving a spoiler. You can't We could explain every aspect of an episode. We could act it out between the two of us right now. You would still not get the full breadth
0: of the hilarious. Well, I was going to say, too, I mean, even in what I was saying about like why I think the comedy works and what makes it unique and special and what makes it like the special secret sauce of Tim Robinson and Zach Kanan. I don't know if you went in with that expectation, if it would change your perspective at all. Like, I don't think it would. Cause like, it just hits you. It just, it just comes at you and you don't know what to expect that's, because the sketches are so quick too. I think that's where <laughs> I'll steal. I'll steal a quote. You like get through an episode. It's like, what the hell? Like what? Like you don't know what that was. And you go back and watch it a second time. And it's funny. Cause I feel like almost knowing what to expect makes it funnier, which is rare. Like, I think you laugh the second time, knowing what's coming, but also seeing how slowly... Let me tell
1: you, if I were to judge this show off of what I thought of the motorcycle sketch, that's the first one I saw. I watched it, I was like, what the fuck, Tom? What (laughs) is this? Did not laugh, right? Like, did not even crack a smile, then when I rewatched it with Henry, he was laughing so hard at it. And then I was like, oh, wait, that is really fucking funny. It's yeah. Two motorcycles with a little house in between. That's what a fucking car is.
0: OK. <laughs> I, I, I will go into a parking garage and say that at random.
1: And now uh, I fucking yeah. love it.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> two motorcycles with a little house in the middle. OK. <laughs> love it. As someone
1: who's freshly off the boat of beginning to end. Just let yourself dive into it. I recommend yep. watch the first three episodes, then go back and watch the first three episodes, and then you're gonna get it. And I was just yeah. listening to the Smartless podcast, and Simon Pegg said that the first six episodes of "I Think You Should Leave," he says, are the most consistent comedy done in decades. Wow, that's yeah. A, yeah. Simon Pegg, who's well, a how fake- is
0: Simon Pegg doing?
1: He's fucking fine, Tom. He's in every mission of possible
0: movie known to man. Uh, let me tell you something. So uh, I I talked about this, you off the air, but for everybody else, which maybe I don't know if I'm speaking weird. It's the first time I'm doing this, but I had my teeth pulled, my wisdom teeth pulled all four of them.
1: All one. of them. Yeah.
0: All of them. And Wait, then, hold on, and- folks.
1: Then he thought we were going to record the next day. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, sir. Oh, 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 oh. Sir.
0: <laughs> I had no clue. I, I never I never had that work done, so I didn't know what to expect. Anyway. And so I was like down and out for a couple days. And to the point of our conversation, and this is maybe we'll kind of bring it full circle. I was watching TikTok. And then there was like these clips from these movies coming up and a movie from with Simon Pegg came up. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I like Simon Pegg. What's this movie? And I looked it up and figured out what it was. And I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. Now I went on to, I'm going to slowly build into this. I went on to – well, first I had to go find the movie. So I had to, like, look it up and figure out what year it was. And it was a movie from 2015. And okay. the first thing I'll tell you is that it has a 20% Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah, that stuff doesn't matter to me. Right. Okay, no, 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 which is fair, right? Because I think there's a lot of times Rotten Tomatoes scores don't necessarily – like, they just don't get it. The audience doesn't get it. It has a 20% Tomato score. That's the that's the critics. Now, sometimes you'll see like a back and forth. You'll see like the audience score is really high and the and the critics just didn't get it or I, or vice versa. 36% audience score. <laughs> so that's like a consistent like nobody likes this movie. The, uh, by the way, just, just for context, on the page I'm looking at where I'm looking at the movie, Rotten Tomatoes is like, oh, you like bad movies. You might also like. Oh, my God. The Happy Time Murders, which is that uh, Melissa McCarthy movie where they had the puppets and stuff, which. I never actually saw it. I can't say anything about it, but I'll give him credit for trying to do like a humans with puppets geared towards adults kind of movie. Also, uh, Dirty Grandpa with Robert De Niro and Zac Efron's on this list, apparently. Just like bad movies. Okay. So here's the gist of what this is. Now, I saw a TikTok where Simon Pegg had like God powers, kind of like Bruce Almighty. Right or is it Evan Almighty? I always forget which one's which. The first. No, first one. You're right. You're right. You're right. And so, it's kind of like that where he can like just wish things into existence by like waving his hand. I'm gonna throw a few different facts about the movie out here. So, it's starring Simon Pegg, and who I, uh, I'll throw this also out there because I don't know how you'll feel about it, but it stars Kate Beckinsale, who I know movie this is, but yeah, keep going. Who I'm convinced is just like a bad luck. For movies, because like there's a lot of like movies you're like, oh wow, it's got this person and this person and Kate Beckinsale in it. That must be a great movie. Another one, which by the way, we have to talk about at some point, came out this year, which was Fool's Paradise, which was Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny. It was his movie. He wrote it, he directed it. It's got a 16% tomato score and a 39% audience score. I watched that movie too. So I watched The other movie, and I watched this, and I was like, why is Kate Beckinsale in all the bad movies? Anytime there's a bad movie, I think, I don't know if we ever talked about it, Tiptoes. Do you ever talk about Tiptoes? No. Do you not know about Tiptoes?
1: No. Doesn't sound like I want to. Okay.
0: I I feel if someone else, if anyone else that might be hearing this, if they know that movie, uh, that's a whole other thing. I don't have time to go into that. We'll have to come back to that. Okay. We're going to revisit that. We need to revisit Tiptoes. That's a whole other okay. Anyway, so this movie I'm talking about as I'm building into it, it also has basically the entire cast of Monty Python in it Mm -hmm. as well, directed by Terry Jones, right? So uh, written by Terry Jones and and Gavin Scott. Robin Williams is in the movie, the late Robin Williams as the voice of a dog. This movie- You're not selling this well. (laughs) No, no, no. The only interesting part of the movie was what I saw on a TikTok- this movie was terrible just okay. the worst and i'm like recovering i'm on painkillers just lying in bed and i can't move <laughs> and i'm like just i've done this to myself i put myself through this and i watched this simon peg movie so i hope simon Pegg's doing better but uh i do well, he's know got,
1: he's in like every mission impossible now
0: Oh, yeah, no, he 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 latched on to Tom Cruise or vice versa or the same time reached out
1: to him and was like, do you want to do this? And he was like, uh, sure.
0: Oh, no, no. Yeah. Good for him. And also, I have a giant appreciation for all the Mission Impossible movies. I love what they've turned it into because I loved the first one, hated the second one and then liked all the rest of them.
1: Now, wait, Simon Pegg has been in Star Trek. Yes, he's been in Star Wars. And he's been in mm. Doctor Who. That's the nerd trifecta.
0: That is a nerd trifecta. I mean, That's a nerd what deserved him. Yeah. Yes. Must not judge him for his, you know, mistakes in life, which in this case was the 2015 British comedy, <laughs> Absolutely Anything, <laughs> which was absolutely dog shit. Oh. And, and this is like, and like, there was nothing redeeming about this movie. Everything that jokes, everything was flat. And the thing is, too, you look at the cast and I'm like, oh, I kind of get it because it's like hey some guys behind Monty, Monty Python are doing this movie they got John Cleese and Eric Idle and all these other guys from from Monty Python to come back and like voice these characters and and then uh the movie just sucked it was really bad
1: okay <laughs> well funny. not watching
0: it don't watch that and then uh i guess I'll shoehorn this in here too anyway um yeah i did watch um fool's paradise the other kate beckinsale movie the second one in a row that i watched
1: and it was awful
0: I, it was really bad. You should have just I watched bad.
1: Paul. I liked Paul. It's a great Simon Pegg comedy, weird yeah. movie. Yeah, That's the but alien But I feel bad one. for
0: Charlie Day. That was my. That was where I was going. Oh, with that. poor Charlie Day. Me too. Yeah. I wish you know he got he he called in all his favors. He got all his friends to come and be in his movie, and Kate you know, Beckinsale brought her witch curse. Well, well, Jason Bateman and Jason Sudeikis were in there, so he got his yeah. buddies from Horrible Bosses franchise to come in yeah it was just rough. i also i watched this and i watched um glenn howerton's movie blackberry
1: how was that you told me you were watching that was that,
0: great. that okay. was great i've heard very um,
1: good things about that
0: yeah so just to compare <laughs> fool's paradise 16 percent tomato score blackberry 98 percent, and i will very say different well deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay well, well deserved all right I'll watch that. It's just good to watch like Glenn Howerton play a role and let you forget that he's Dennis on It's Always Sunny. I watch him in anything and I'm like, that's that's Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Like it's just there's his oh, it's yeah. the same character. He plays himself. Yeah. Glenn Howerton okay. like shaved his head. <laughs> Give him a little credit. I don't know.
1: Now, I had a shoot while in, here. in here. The bear? Uh, yes. Did you finish
0: yeah.
1: it? Okay. I okay. Have, yeah. Okay, we'll have to do that one when the season's over.
0: Yes. Anyway, so I had to All shoehorn more right. that in the end because I don't know what I'm going to get to talk about how bad Simon Pegg's 2015 <laughs> movie is. <laughs> poor and how no poor Simon Pegg. I know. He can afford to get a, a jab here and there. He, he's mm-hmm. in the old Mission Impossible <laughs> movies. He's, doing, he's making bank. He's, he's doing funny. fine. Did I, did I tell you the story? I told you the bathroom story about Simon Pegg. I feel yes. like I told yeah. him on this podcast. Yeah, that's okay. why
1: I brought up the Simon Pegg story because we've talked about that on here.
0: Yes, I got to listen to him laugh hysterically to someone uncontrollably pooping. Sweet. That's and incredible. Yeah, I appreciate it. Anyway, if you don't know what that I'm talking about, go back and listen to all of our episodes to find when I Please said do. that. I said it somewhere. anyway. And make sure you hit the subscribe buttons. That yes, helps us. All the subscribe buttons. Yes. And, um, and, and if you want to know what episodes are coming out, we're on all the social media all, things. every of the can socials. We about, can we talk about podcasts? So go find it there. You'll find out what episodes are coming up, and you can figure out what we're going to talk about before we do the thing.
1: Before we do the damn thing. Yeah. So.
0: Anyway, I'm going to go watch. It. I think you should leave because that's. I'm probably going to do the same. See you. Bye. Bye. I almost killed myself, Julie.